Hello, my conscious soul. This is Jay Wynn. Welcome to the Conscious Chess Podcast, where we bring inspiring individuals living purposeful lives in the hope of inspiring you to be your best authentic self. This is episode number seven with Daniel Iverson. Daniel is a business coach and a founder of Slay the Day program, in which you will learn everything you need to finally take control of your priorities, leverage your time as the ultimate investment, and balance to-do lists from all areas of your life. The Slay the Day planning method assists you with organizing your life, saving up to two hours a day by guiding you through automated and simplified. Planning. She also helps women get control over some areas of their lives that have been holding them back from taking actions. You can reach Daniel via Instagram on at Daniel Iverson underscore. That's D A double N I A double L A I V E R S A N underscore. In this episode, we discuss how to make decisions based on your intuition, how to differentiate between fear and intuition, and how to microtask in order to best use of our times to be most productive. Here's my interview with Daniel. Before we dive in, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor. If you're looking to build a business around your passion, then this program is right for you. The next program starts Wednesday, October 14th. 2:30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go to www.mansimic.com/conscious-wealth-building and use the coupon code ConsciousChats at checkout to claim your special offer. You can find these details in the description of the podcast. Thank you for coming on the show, Daniela. So let's start off with your journey. Okay, this is a really great、uh, story. I love talking about how I've come into things. So.、Mm-hmm. Um, I currently, right now, am focusing on helping women get control over some areas of their life that have been holding them back from taking action,、mm. and predominantly women who are ready to start their own business and discover what freedom is for them. So I've、uh, come to this point where I'm able to now help people by my own journey. Basically, I.、Mm-hmm. Uh, was raised by my grandmother, and from there, my sister and I grew up very much with traditional values, and、mm. in a middle-class family. So we were pretty tight on money, and had to make a lot of decisions about what was a priority in spending. So much of my childhood came from watching other people have all these really great things, and knowing we couldn't afford it.、Mm-hmm. So as I started to get into high school, I started to realize the power of working for my own money and、mm. what that meant, opposed to just going to college. So I quickly finished school. I graduated early just to kind of get into the workforce and start doing all the things I wanted to do. And I started working for、uh, basically General Motors. They were a division of General Motors,、mm-hmm. but focusing in technology、mm-hmm. and. Where I'm, I live. It's basically Silicon Valley. So everybody's working for a tech wow, company. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and、uh, I actually started to work with a software company that's based in、uh, Foster City, and that's、mm-hmm. basically the outskirts of Silicon Valley. And I took on coaching, like coaching our、mm-hmm. sales organization, working with strategy and working with mindset, and I absolutely loved it. 
It helped me overcome my own issues around money and mindset and limiting beliefs. And I've done that for roughly 10 years before I realized. Wow. For 10 years. Yeah. yeah. 10 years. Yeah. The power of this is so important. And I wanted to help women basically use these same exact strategies that I've implemented in my life and that I taught from a sales perspective. And I mm. wanted to bring that to them to overcome the things standing in their way of doing amazing things. So that's, I guess that's yeah. the Reader's Digest version. Okay. So why specifically for women? If, Good yeah. question. So it, it, it necessarily, it's not necessarily for women, but I predominantly focus on working mm -hmm. with women uh, just because I think from a relatable standpoint, okay. Being, okay. being a mother, being maybe a single, well, when I first started, I was single. I was really ambitious. I mm -hmm. felt like I didn't fit into the traditional yeah. mold of women. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was BS. <laughs> so that's I wanted right, to that's break right. the mold. I wanted to break the mold. Yeah. Because that's how we've been programmed as women as well. Like, because of, uh, you know, what we've been through and generationally, it's like, as women, we still have the limiting beliefs, like traditional women that we feel bad to even make money. It's like, we're not supposed to. Exactly. Just, yeah. And it's, I don't want to say ingrained in our culture, mm. because I mean, yeah. I think though, when I was younger, without a doubt, and I think being raised by my grandmother also mm. made me hyper aware of old school perceptions of women. That's right. Yeah. And I always felt like I didn't fit in. I always felt like any relationship I was in, it was weird that I was successful or that oh, I made my driven. own money. Exactly. Yeah. So now you are the creator of Slay the Day Planning Program. Can you explain to me about the program and why you created it? Yeah, definitely. So the Slay the Day Planning Method itself is my exact method that I've created in my own life to balance the difference between commitments and priorities. So the entire process of planning out your day and taking control of all elements of your life mm -hmm. starts with us reprogramming how we view commitments and how we view obligations. Mm -hmm. And as adults, we lose track of the difference. As we're like, if I were to give the example of, you know, through high school, we're uh, very much in a self-centered focus when we think about things. It should be things we want to do, things we like to do. We That's try to avoid the things that we need to do. Mm. But as you become an adult, you shift into just doing things that you have to do. And you wake up one morning and realize the last 10 years have gone by and I haven't done anything I really wanted to do because mm. I've been in survival mode. Yeah, yeah. So in this method, I help people rediscover the balance between commitments, obligations, mm -hmm. and how to prioritize that with confidence so that you can actually get more things done in your day with less energy and less focus on procrastination or stalling because you simply have control of all the things you want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I give the example that I use this exact planning method in my businesses. Mm -hmm. My husband and I both use this in managing our life. I still uh, work for the software company that I've been with for a while. So mm -hmm. I run our U.S. organization mm -hmm. and I travel outside of COVID. I travel mm -hmm. about 80% of the time. So for me to have my business 
be able to coach people and work with people one-on-one and still mm-hmm. do all these other things requires that I have a structure that I'm confident with and I feel good when I put my attention on something. Yeah. So this is the exact system I've used to basically scale every element of my own life. Mm. So it's basically just knowing how to manage your time effectively. It, that is definitely one element of it. It is okay. also how to effectively plan your time, how to determine what should be a priority based on where you're at in your life, mm-hmm. how to trim time off of tasks, how to automate certain areas of your life that might be a manual thing you're doing right now, mm-hmm. and then how to balance the things you want to do. Like for many women, they want to start a business or they want to start something and they just simply never get the chance to. So how do you make space for that mm-hmm. in your day-to-day life mm-hmm. and still feel like you're making progress and all the other obligations you have? What advice can you give on women, say they have their nine-to-five, Mm-hmm. already but they want to work on their passion that side business so how much of a time can we use effectively in order to build a successful business i think my my biggest point of advice to someone that wants to start their side business mm-hmm. and still at their nine to five is in the beginning, it's really important to be clear on what you want to do with your business, mm-hmm. not just jump into it saying, I'm going to build a business, but what do you really want the outcome of that business to be? Because that should be your guiding principle and how much time mm. aside for that business. Um, one of the things that I, I speak a lot with my clients about who are actually in the same situation is the fact that you should automate as much of your business as you can. Mm-hmm leaving space for you to be live where you need to be live. So you should not be personally writing all your follow-up emails. You create systems and automations for that. You should not personally be sending your PayPal links to clients. You should have Mm. systems for that. So then when you do show up in your business, it's doing things like this, being able to engage and have conversation, not behind the scenes doing all the things that software and technology can help you with. Okay. I think it's a big thing for a lot of entrepreneurs or even people with side hustles, if you would yeah. say, they feel like they need to do it all manually. Mm, and there's a it way takes to up a lot scale of space it. And it takes up a lot of time as well. And you're right. It's just like all these things that like, if you have a choice to like automate it, so why not do that rather than wasting a lot of the time? Because when you do all these admin stuff, like they take up a lot of the time. Like I've been through it myself as well. It's just like, and you didn't think that, I don't like as, you know, as you're starting a new business, so you don't have a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience on how to do things. And then you started taking on all these extra works and then you just, filled up all your space with just doing admin stuff rather than being creative or doing something that's really important for your business. Exactly. And I think it's, especially for people who have a nine to five, Mm -hmm. we're really conditioned to know that you have a job or a task that needs to get done. Mm -hmm. And you're so into the task, you never really disconnect to what that task is associated to. Like, Mm. is this creating income or is this a admin task that I need to get done in order to service the customer. And we lose sight of that. So when we go into our, our own business, we mm-hmm. go, we gravitate towards what we know. Well, yeah. And if you're not making space for the things that you need to learn, 
you're never getting ahead. And that became very clear for me, even in my own endeavors, because I was so into knowing what to do on the back end, it became easier for me to just do that instead of showing up and selling or yeah. networking. And then I wondered why my business wasn't moving forward. Yeah. So you give many saving tips on your business. What advice or what insights would you give to someone who is bad with the finances and where can they start? That's a great uh, question. So my practices for saving money or at least changing my mindset around money come from the fact that I was horrible with money. Like mm. I, I would have already mm. spent my paycheck before I, before I even earned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it I think majority of some, some people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was me in my, my late teens, early 20s. Like I couldn't earn it fast enough, I spent it. Um, so what my biggest tip would be that you need to work on the money mindset and in order to really overcome the things standing in your way from being able to save money or earn money is starting with an amount that doesn't scare you. So I suggest that people start by setting something like maybe $40, something that they wouldn't even notice missing aside mm -hmm. and automate moving that money every so often. So I have a, um, a routine that I do actually on social media where mm -hmm. I encourage people to put $40 aside Monday before they start work and Friday before they leave work, set it and forget it. Just move $40 every single week mm -hmm. because you know, most people will spend $40 without noticing it. That's right. And yeah. Move that into an account that could earn some interest. So fast forward, you're automatically saving $4,000 a year and you didn't even notice the money missing. So once you've mastered the letting go of an amount that you would easily spend on Amazon, mm -hmm. for instance, you're overcoming the hurdle with money saying that it isn't, I'm losing it. I'm simply just pushing it over there to make me more money. And I think it's been very helpful for a lot of people because they've been much like me where they want to hold on to all their money and they don't want to set it aside. Yeah. But they would easily spend that money on anything and not realize it was gone. So start small, automate moving that money as much as you can without you noticing it. Yeah, that's right. Because changer. because when you automate things after a while, you like you don't realize it. You know, even like you don't realize the money has been moved, and it's just like, and also it's become a habit as well. So it's just it's like gradually adding that amount to the other account. Yes, exactly. Like compound effect, basically. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So by automating it, you disconnect the personal action that often holds us back from saving. Mm. So first it's like setting an amount that you know you would spend on lunch yeah. with a friend. Yeah. The second thing is eliminating the opportunity for you to not take action. That's and I think that that's a big thing because once you set that automation, even if it were $5 a day, mm -hmm. you set that automation, you will eventually forget that it's there. Yeah, so that's when right. you go to look at the money in your account, you're not associating your personal action to, oh, wait, but I need to move that money. Mm. The system handles it. Um, so my husband and I, we both do that. We mm -hmm. both have this process in place. And I've been doing it as long as I can remember. And it's really a great feeling when you go to pay off a credit card and you know, wait, I have an account that I've been stashing money in. Yeah. What do you have there? Um, 
my husband and I, we bought uh, one of our cars in cash with the same exact saving strategy. Mm -hmm. So it made it even better when you walk in to buy a brand new car and you realize this only costed me $40 on Monday and $40 on Friday. Friday. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. And I want to talk about um, intuitions and fears. So would you have any advice on making decisions based on our intuitions rather than fear? So say, how do we differentiate between guts feeling, telling us to walk away from something or fear stopping us from doing something that was scared of? That's a great question. I look at fear in a very interesting way. But if I, if I would start with intuition, I think that intuition kicks into gear when you're ready to make a, a decision within three seconds. Ooh, so okay. for myself, if I come into something and I know within minutes, let's just say within the first two minutes, this is a yes or a no, that's my intuition talking. Fear is when I've let space for me to start talking and, and um, validating the reason why I don't want to do something. So mm -hmm. if I'm having to find evidence to why I shouldn't do this, mm -hmm. I'm making that decision from a fear perspective. Whether or not it's a good decision or not, when you start to look for evidence on why it's not going to work, that is fear talking. When you know within seconds that this is what you want to do, it's intuition. And I often say that people confuse the two of them. Uh, they yeah, confuse, yeah. they think it's their gut, their gut feeling telling them not to do something, but really that's fear showing up, pretending to be your intuition. Yeah, and that's the reason why I asked this well, because I never actually look at it that way. Mm -hmm. So saying, because sometimes it's like, it, it's very hard to differentiate between these two feelings. And you're right. Like in a, in a way that you think that it was like, oh yeah, my, my inner beings knows, you know, what's best for me. And this is my inner being telling me that, well, I shouldn't do this business, but then, yeah. So you've allowed the space of having all these doubts to come into your minds and finding reason not to do certain things. And that's your fear preventing you from doing something that you're scared of. Exactly. So it's like, if you think about it with buying a house, mm. you get really excited and wanting to buy a house. And then you start the process of, can I really afford the down payment? Can I really afford a 30 year mortgage at this price? Do I really need to have a house that size? How do I make this work? Mm. All of those decisions are preventing you from taking a decision on something you really want. Whereas when you come from an intuition perspective, you already are clear. I'm going to have a house. It's just simply shopping for a house I know I can afford for 30 years. Then when you find the house, you know, this is it. There's nothing mm -hmm. scary about this. This is the one. Yeah. So it is a different perspective. And many people come from fear and that's a protective mechanism. That's right. Yeah. And that's something we're used to as well. Very so much growing so. Up, we have been conditioned in our minds, you know, from our past experience or even from our parents. I, and may, and again, coming back to the way that we're brought up, our parents and just even their upbringing mm -hmm. and especially anything to do with money. You know, I'm, I'm always talking about like how to basically automate making money as much as you can. But for even our parent generation, they don't understand how most people are making money in today's market with the Internet. That's right. Most people That's don't right. understand like how 
how expensive things are or how much money you can make in certain things. So it's, it really is about reprogramming and it takes a lot of conscious energy to mm. get in tune with, yes, I want to do this. Yes, I know I'm capable of this. And for many entrepreneurs, they also face that as well, that they're mm-hmm. looking for the guarantee. So they come out of fear. They do things that other people are doing. They try to implement strategies that work for someone else, but they're never stopping and asking themselves what will work for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's about following your intuition, like what we're saying. Exactly. I want to dive into things about how to plan our day. So how do we how do we plan our days and our weeks so we make the best use of our time? Because you give a lot of insights on your page as well about how to plan our days and how to make use of our best time. Right. So I have a very simple process for that that I actually do every single week. So on Sundays, I sit down for like maybe 20 minutes mm-hmm. and I just what I call brain dump. I write all the things that are in my head that I know I need to do for this coming week and the next week, Mm. all the things down to the bathroom needs to be cleaned, like very much all on paper. Then the second step in that is what are these actions that are my have to do's versus the things that I want to do. I then plan out all of my want to do's in the space that I know I have time. So after work or maybe but before I go into work or on my lunch break. And I try to schedule things in 15-minute blocks. Okay. So Why 15 I minutes? It, I call it micro-tasking. So okay. by, by giving yourself attention for 15 minutes, you're able to make progress on a particular task. More times than not, we don't take action because we don't think we have enough time to do the whole task. So by just making some progress on something, you really realize how much you can get done in 15 minutes. So for example, if I talk about like household chores, laundry, probably doing all of my laundry will take more than 15 minutes, but sorting the clothes will take me 15 minutes. Mm. Starting a load of laundry and moving it to the dryer, that's 15 minutes. So I'm able to make progress in all these different areas of my day with ease when I take it in 15 minute chunks. Wow, that's amazing because when you give yourself time, like as in 15 minutes as a small micro block, it's like you don't get overwhelmed as well. Just looking at it, it'll only take 15 minutes of my time. Say, for example, if you give it like for this task, it's going to take me an hour or it's going to take me 30 minutes it's already just like overwhelming for some people just look at it it's like oh uh, you know it's going to take this amount of time exactly and so what i say is if the task doesn't fit into 15 minutes you break it down even further so when i have calls with my team mm-hmm. i set my calls very specific and i send for 15 minutes now the reality in that is sometimes they go longer than that Mm -hmm. um, but i really try to stick to 15 minutes and that actually came that entire strategy came from the fact that they say on average our attention span is less than seven minutes yeah yeah so if i can double it trying to be efficient saying okay Mm -hmm. fine average person Mm -hmm. seven minutes i'm gonna say i can i could commit 15 minutes of undivided attention to something. It just made, it It was very clear for me how much I could actually get done in mm-hmm. 15 minutes without just kind of moseying my way through and how I can feel good about getting all these areas of my life touched instead of saying, I had the ambition to do this all week, I never got to it. 
Mm, so in, yeah. in the slave a day method, that is one of the things I teach about how to actually microtask your entire schedule down. So I do it from the moment I wake up to the moment I'm, I'm basically getting ready for bed. Yeah, that's amazing because it's like, like, as you mentioned, so we have the attention span of seven minutes. So having that 15 minutes task, like we're making use of our best times and also, you know, we got our best work done because we're giving our undivided attention. So in terms of, you know, even just saying like doing creative things or doing something that you have to use your brain power. So we're using the best time that we could give to a specific task and will be exactly. most efficient. Yeah. And I think that we are, again, brought up with multitasking. Mm, yeah. And for yeah. me, like multitasking is not really, I, I think it's BS. Like you're yeah. able to do two things because your brain is prone to autopilot. It knows how to drive to work. It knows the way to that restaurant you go to every week mm-hmm. and while you're having a conversation on the phone. Yeah. But your best self, and especially for myself being a creative, mm-hmm. I know that the power of me having no distractions is very limited. So mm-hmm. if I can own 15 minutes of having my undivided attention, I will bring 110% in that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, let's touch about motivations. How mm-hmm. can we stay motivated and find inspiration in the midst of, you know, uh, what everything is happening in this world? Yeah, especially right now, right? Mm-hmm. Every day is yeah. a, a new yeah. endeavor for us. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that motivation is something that is external. Those are external factors that are in our lives. That's uh, having the right people around you, being in the right environment with your friends, um, being clear on your daily tasks and understanding how they they fuel your energy. Inspiration is something inside, right? It's Ooh, the yeah. flame inside you. And I think that uh, that starts within. So in today's day, especially with everything going on, Um, Staying motivated is being really clear that our actions are actually fueling things we want to get done and being really clear that we stay in control of our external factors. We stay in control of the things we can personally do, the people we're around, and how we can contribute to make things better. Um, All of those factors help keep motivation alive, but inspiration is something within you. Like you, you know that you want to live a life of freedom you know Mm -hmm. you want to be your own boss and you need to have external factors help keep that flame alive so it it is really much about you know even social media i'm telling a lot of people to be really clear like if it's draining your energy if it's sucking the life out of you Mm -hmm. you need to pull yourself away from it you deserve better right yeah that's That's something that keeps motivation alive amazing and um in terms of authenticity how do you live your authentic life and why do you think it's important to live an authentic lifestyle? I think that, I guess the important factor is there's no other life to live than live who you are. And we're all individually unique. Mm-hmm. We all have a unique approach to everything we do and to not share that with the people closest to us or even the world mm-hmm. is doing such a disservice to all of us and humanization and as a whole and I I love that being able to like lead by being myself is something uh-huh. that's inspired other people to do that so you know even in my career I'm 
the youngest person in the company to have rise to the role I'm in. I'm the only woman. And I show up to meetings in jeans and Mm -hmm. a t-shirt. Like, I want them to understand that you don't have to be someone else to be successful. You be yourself Mm -hmm. and know how to capitalize on your skills. Um, And I I want people to know that it's so much more freeing to just be weird and be yourself. And you can still make money. You can still be successful and people will still love you probably far more than being someone else's persona. So um, it, it is just like the way of life. It's beyond importance, I think. I think yeah. it's beyond that. Mm-hmm. And finding what that is, is also by having the right people in your corner. So especially again for women that feel mm-hmm. like they need to do things a certain way, they need to be that wife or that mother. Yeah, um, It's a challenge. And I think finding a way to be authentic is really important, even if it is who you are on social media or who you are in front of your kids, you need to find a way to let that out. Amazing. And uh, before we wrap this up, I want to end with three questions. So the mm-hmm. first one is, uh, share me one truth that only you know. One truth that I only know. That's a good question. Since I always am talking about everything. <laughs> <laughs> one truth that I uh, dropped out of high school mm-hmm. and thought I was going to uh, run and do all these things without education. And then three or four months into being out of school, I realized my future self would kick me in the butt. So I re-enrolled myself in another <laughs> school and went back. Wow, amazing. What does it mean to live a conscious lifestyle for you? I, it means being in the moment and owning my decisions and Mm -hmm. sharing what I know and the experiences that I've had with other people as well, like contributing to all of our knowledge. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's definitely being aware of the now, not just striving for the future and doing that with other people. Mm. How, like, how do we stay present? I mean, that's not my third question, but I was like, uh, since you mentioned it in the present moments, how do we stay present or how do we, reframe our mind to like stay focused and be in the present. I started really discovering that when I decided that I want to start my mornings with gratitude. So I start my morning by saying five things that I'm grateful for in my Mm -hmm. life right now, five dreams that I've already made happen and five future dreams I'm working on right now. And by doing that exercise every morning, it's really grounded me to appreciate where I'm at right now, who's mm-hmm. in my life, the things that I can be really appreciative of right now, and also be excited and appreciative for the future. And that has really grounded me quite a lot. Um, it, it's made me be in the moment of saying, like, I've done a lot and I mm-hmm. should be proud of myself. Like Danielle 10 years ago, we don't so give excited. Yeah, we don't give credit to ourselves enough sometimes. Exactly. And we're always striving for the next best thing. We're waiting for this feeling of arriving. We mm-hmm. just think we're gonna wake up one day and be like, We're here. I did it. Yeah. I, yeah. I was the victim of that until I realized I think that who I am right now should be celebrated. That's right. That's right. And before you reach something, you have to act like you have that already, like act as if, so you're attracting more abundance in your life. Without a doubt, yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's also a a huge thing from a mindset perspective. Like when Mm -hmm. you really think as if, when you're already in that moment, you realize anything is possible. Mm -hmm. You really realize that the people you idolize, 
and the most successful people and you know people like Steve Jobs or anything like that mm -hmm. that that has been their power to their success is knowing yeah. that they're capable of it and it it really changes a lot especially for women entrepreneurs mm -hmm. amazing and the final question is what impacts do you want to leave uh, on this world that's a great question mm. I want to change status quo around what we know as being traditional I want people to know that there is no formula to success mm -hmm. and I want to leave the impact of changing the white noise around that and I think also about concepts around money I want to empower women to be millionaires, billionaires, mm -hmm. and I want to show them how simple it is. And we've been overthinking it this whole time. Amazing. I love that. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you're leaving feeling inspired to be your best authentic self.